Here we go. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Community's Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 440, 440. My name is Eric Nelson, and with me today I have my alternate co-host, Corey Romero. Corey, how's it going? I bet you don't have a, a color of the Bay Report, do you? Hey, hey, Eric, I don't. <laughs> the only thing I know is last time I drove across the Bay, which was last Thursday, it was pretty choppy and brown. So that, that's the latest I have. It has been uh, it has been windy, and and uh, I did get a kite uh, a kite surfing trainer kit, and uh, it has been fun to go out and uh, and get some of that real 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 wind that's out there into a kite and have it dragging up and down the beach. It's very fun. Yeah, hey, well, you'll you'll have yep. to show me that. Yep. Uh, today is Wednesday, June twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. On the show today, we have uh, vSphere six point five uh, versus six point seven, and we're all the new with 6.7 with Adam Eckerly. Uh, Adam is the Senior Tech Marketing Manager and uh, also Hamacho Singh, Group Manager, uh, Group Product Marketing Manager for vSphere. Uh, so we got them on the show. So we're going to be talking about 6.7 and what's new and then kind of what, what versus uh, 6.5 and some of the decisions you have to make around deployment. So we'll talk about that. But before we get to that, uh, Corey Romero, uh, what's new with vExperts? So vExpert, uh, so currently vExpert NSX is open to, uh, to current vExpert. So if you want to go sign up for that, uh, it should be in your email. If it's not, please let me know. Um, but for after the general public, we have uh, regular vExpert. So we've got our second half open. Uh, nominations are supposed to, applications are supposed to close July 13th, but we may, uh, we may extend that. Uh, we're, we're trying to plan a August 9th announcement, so it's right before VMworld. So the V-Experts can, can go to the V-Expert party and the, do the different V-Expert things around VMworld. Um, so that's what's happening with V-Expert. Nice, nice. I know that uh, we're also uh, planning a V-Expert goodie bag like what we had last year. Uh, so yes. that should be fun. So if you get those, uh, get your application in, you do the work, assuming you've done the work for the last six months, uh, maybe you'll, you'll qualify for that goodie bag as well, right? So uh, do, we, do we know whether we're going to have Pat at the party this year? So I requested Pat. I haven't heard anything back yet, but uh, once we have uh, the venue sorted out, I can update the request, and then we should have a for sure um, notice, nice. you know, from Pat the next couple of weeks. Very good. So we Very should be good. good there. All right. Well, uh, stay tuned. So I hope everybody makes it, and uh, I know that we're spending some money on the party again this year, so it should be should be a good time. So apps are open, and uh, the NSX apps are open as well. So yes. should be good. Yes. Uh, okay, good. That's good. Uh, content, speaking of VMworld, content calendar is up and open. So we're excited about that. Uh, Elsa, I think you're on the call. Um, I know you've been working on the content calendar. What do we got for community with regards to the content calendar? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we already have, I think, somewhere between 60 and 70 sessions in there, which is fantastic. If you're interested in seeing what, what's coming up this year, you can go to the 2018 content catalog and search uh, the code VMTN, that's for all the, the VMTN Tech Talks with V Brown Bag that we're going to do this year. Um, you can search CODE code, and, and that's going to show you all the, the power sessions. I think we have 20 or 30 in there already, and more coming over the next week or two. Um, and then HACK, hack for the, the hackathon. So, so go check it out. Uh, you can start seeing seeing what we're going to have at VMworld this year, and you'll be able to add those to your schedule in Schedule Builder on July 17th. So a lot of good stuff. 
All right. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. So code hack and VMTN, a lot of sessions there. Excited about that. Um, also going to do some Raspberry Pi IoT things that will end up in there as well. Um, so excited about all the things that we're putting into Schedule Builder uh, or into Content Calendar this year. And then Schedule Builder opens July 17th. So everybody has some time to go look at the the, the schedule and see what you're interested in. And then you got to get in there on July 17th to build your schedule before things fill up. Um, so cool. Thanks a lot for that update. And then one other thing, we have somebody else in the studio. We have a new intern for the summer. Um, so I'm, I'm uh, happy that Alexander has joined us in the studio. Alexander, welcome to the community podcast. I guess you're now formally part of the community. Uh, why don't you take a minute and just tell us what university do you come from and what are you working on this summer? Okay, so I go to Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo and I study finance. Um, this summer I'm going to be working on some cloud cred tasks, um, working on a Twitch live stream as well, and um, that's about it so far. But um, mostly that just uh, vSphere 6.7 and vSAN 6.7 tasks for cloud cred. Nice. I hear that uh, they're actually buckling down with the Pro League and they're going to be... Yeah, I believe so. Across vSphere and vSAM, and that's what you're working on. Yeah. Very good, very good. Well, it's always excited to have somebody work for the summer uh, and uh, be part of the community. Thanks, Eric. Eric, I think we're we're losing you for brief brief pauses. Yeah, it sounds like we lost him there. All right. Well, Alex, do you have anything else you you can tell us about the cloud cred task? Um, Seems like it's pretty related right, to right. what what our podcast is about today. <laughs> yeah, so um, the main idea with the cloud cred tasks this time around is um, we're working on two new badges for mm -hmm. cloud cred, um, and basically we want the tasks to be sort of more hands-on and sort of like do-it tasks. Mm -hmm. Some of the tasks on um, cloud cred have been more like reading about like a product and then answering questions, okay. whereas we want like people to actually implement something with it, like, oh, okay, install like ESXiOS or something like that. So um, a little yeah. more doing. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Can you give us any examples of tasks so far? Um, Something like right now that we're just like thinking of is like, oh, deploy an ESXiOS or something or mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. We're still creating a bunch of them, but mm -hmm. yeah. And who are uh, who are you trying to reach out to with the, this kind of task? Is that it's kind of experts? It's mostly going to be the experts. Yeah, okay. I believe so. Um, they're not going to be too difficult, but it, they're definitely more advanced than right. Just, so not yeah. just the average person exactly. who wants to know a little bit about vSphere. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. Adam, Corey, you have any in input there? Maybe ways that 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 Alex can create some more cool tasks. People he can talk to. Yeah, actually, that's something I'm working on uh, providing for you, Alex. So look for uh, look for something for me, something I've been thinking about as well. Uh, so I think this is a pretty cool initiative. Like you said, just instead of you know uh, consuming content, like actually um, not only going out and and um, performing the the tasks for you know oneself, but also being able to share that. Um, you know, for others in the community. I think that's a pretty powerful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Really powerful. It's fun. Always fun to gamify things too. Can't can't have too much, in my opinion. Um 
while we're waiting for Eric, I, I think we covered all the news. Uh, hey. In, oh, perfect. Hey, yeah, I'm back. Back on. the news. All right, well, sorry I dropped off there. I went from five bars to zero bars in like one second. I think I'm in a good spot now. So, yeah, um, I am recording from Chicago, so I'm out, I'm, I'm out in, uh, in Chicagoland, so uh, thanks for bearing with me on that. Um, Alexander, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for getting, giving us the update, and we're looking forward to you. And I was just going to say, you're not going to be at VMworld, so no one will get to actually meet you. So, well, everybody can just see you on camera here. So thanks for being on the show. Move at the cameras. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, moving on. So uh, Adam Eckerly, uh, thanks for being on the show again. You're you know repeat as well as Macho Singh. You've been on the show before too. So Adam, I'll start with you. Just give me a brief uh, introduction. Who you are? What do you work on? And how long have you been at VMware? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I've been with VMware uh, about four and a half years now. Uh, I'm in R and D uh, on the tech marketing team. Uh, vSphere tech marketing team here in the cloud platform business unit. Uh, basically the business unit that owns things such as vSphere obviously and VMware Cloud on AWS. Uh, so um, I have a, a team uh, that I manage that is uh, in charge of helping uh, folks with vSphere upgrades. Uh, and then I also manage launch activities uh, and things for vSphere itself. Great, about great. Me. Right, and uh, you've been you've been here before, so uh, it's nice to have you back. And uh, the, the the vSphere march continues. Uh, we're now on uh, 6.7. Um, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, you know, the the march of uh, progress on the releases and the release schedule. But before we do that, I should say hello to Macho Macho Singh. Welcome to the show. Your group marketing manager. Uh, uh, focused on vSphere, so tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. How long have you worked at VMware, and what do you do? Hi, Eric. Uh, it's glad to be uh, I'm glad to be back here, uh, uh, so, so folks. Uh, my name is Iman Singh. I run the uh, core product marketing team uh, in the vSphere uh, BU. So part of the R&D team as well, same as uh, Adam. So it's so, so, uh, go hand in hand from the technical marketing and, and core product marketing side of things. I've been at uh, VMware for uh, say about five and a half years now, and uh, in, you know, in, in multiple a areas uh, within uh, uh, the VMware uh, BUs. So, but obviously the fun is where uh, with the vSphere team, of course. All right, Amatsan, thanks for thanks for joining us. Um, so we'll start off uh, with Adam, I guess, and just we're going to talk about uh, you know six uh, seven. What's new? There's a whole bunch of new features, and you guys have done a blog. Uh, and the, the the blog is out there that talks about new features for 6.7. So maybe we can just do a shout out. It's on the vSphere blog. You can go to the vSphere blog or in resources on the vSphere uh, pages on vmware.com. So you can go to vmware.com and go to the vSphere pages. And in the resource section, there is a, a nice blog from Adam on what's new in uh, 6.7. So maybe we can just go through some of the big features in 6.7 that are uh, worth talking about, Adam. What do you want to start with first? Sure, yeah, and so just to clarify on the blog, we actually have uh, you know, one very high-level blog, and then um, if you go to blogs.vmware.com slash vSphere slash launch, you get uh, a dozen or so blog posts that the, the product team, including Himanshu, uh, has written um, that deals with things uh, in a little bit more uh, uh, specificity if you will. So definitely encourage folks to get to that. Um, but there's definitely a, um, you know, a few areas of focus uh, that we uh, have included in this launch. So 
Uh, one thing is simple management at scale. You know, you kind of mentioned all these at the top. Uh, security, universal app platform, seamless hybrid cloud experience. Uh, and so really, you know, from a vSphere perspective, um, we want these sort of pillars, if you will, to really drive uh, innovation within the product and value within the customers. Uh, so um, right. when we look at simplified management at scale, we're talking about vCenter, uh, life cycle, you know, the ability to, to upgrade things like QuickBoot, uh, which is the ability to reboot an ESXi host without having to go through all the BIOS initialization. So when you think about having to do maintenance on you know, whether it's uh, dozens of hosts up to thousands of hosts, you know, it's a significant time savings. Uh, couple that with the ability to upgrade a host with only a single reboot. Uh, you know, currently if you want to upgrade from 6.0 to 6.5, let's say, uh, it takes two reboots for that host, plus you're right. going through the BIOS initialization every time. Uh, so again, uh, you know, when you're doing this on a per host basis, the time right. saving isn't necessarily uh, super significant, but when you talk about scale, um, you know, even if we're talking about a dozen or 15 hosts, right, when you're doing maintenance, you're probably late on a Saturday. Uh, you know, the, the last thing that you really want to be doing is sitting there waiting for a host to reboot. Uh, you know, so this will help you get that job done faster, even if you don't have, you know, a thousand hosts in your environment. Um, and there's a lot of stuff with vCenter. The HTML5 client should really be the, the, the vSphere client, I should say, should really be the default client now. We've committed right. to having it feature complete uh, in uh, this coming fall for us in the northern hemisphere. Uh, so, you know, we'll look out for an update for that, but uh, it's really um, beneficial now, or really um, uh, that daily driver now. And then uh, if we look at uh, application platform, you know, there's things like 4K native drive support, um, NVIDIA grid, uh, suspend resume support. So for those of you that uh, have, uh, and this is a really interesting use case, um, for those that are using NVIDIA grid cards in their uh, maybe VDI environment or maybe uh, some other use case, now you can actually, you know, essentially double that uh, return on investment with those cards because you can actually run, uh, you know, I like to use, I used to work for a civil engineering company that did a lot of uh, architecture and CAD drawing. Uh, this would have been amazing for us at, at, at that time. Uh, but the ability to have, you know, these engineers creating these wireframes and architectural drawings uh, using these GPUs in their uh, virtual workstations uh, during the day. And then when they walk out the door for the day, uh, that's where those cards sort of just sat there idle. Um, and we really couldn't get any more value. Well, now with this new suspended Zoom support, we can actually shut down those, or sorry, suspend those uh, virtual workstations and then uh, say use those NVIDIA grid cards for a rendering farm. Now that you know, those, those engineers have created all those cool drawings, uh, now we can actually render them at night using the exact same hardware uh, with that suspend resume support. So um, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, that's and then also. I, yeah, I'll just jump in and ask a couple questions. And I think we lost you again, Eric. I think he he jumped a little too far. Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he went to get his second Mai Tai. <laughs> uh, well, maybe I'll just I'll just continue. Uh, I, I'm just at the end of my spiel, uh, and then maybe he'll be back and he can jump yeah. in with some questions. But 
Um, you know, another thing uh, which is relative, seems relatively minor, but for those customers that use, uh, you know, these in-memory database applications or some of these new sort of um, uh, bleeding edge workloads like machine learning, AI, uh, we've introduced capabilities around, um, you know, huge page support, which is the ability to um, map pages in memory uh, up to one gig in size. So as removing and processing data in and out of memory, we can do it much more efficiently rather than taking little tiny chunks uh, in and out of memory constantly, uh, causing a lot of overhead. Uh, that one gig or huge page support uh, will, will drastically increase uh, or significantly increase performance there. And then the last thing is just around seamless hybrid, hybrid cloud, right? And it's no surprise that uh, you know we're continuing to uh, move into this this public cloud era. Uh, and you know VMware's stance is really that uh, you know we think that that cloud is going to exist both publicly and privately, uh, and so our, um, our our value is around this hybrid cloud, being able to manage and run these workloads uh, in both modes, right, public and private, and be able to manage it all from a single interface. Uh, and that's what we've done with VMware Cloud and AWS with. Uh, on-prem vSphere, right, with, with something like hybrid link mode. Uh, so we can log into the vSphere client and we can see both environments and manage and, and do things like uh, vMotion between the environments and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's something that's cool. And then something that also enables that hybridity, uh, if you will, try not to use too many buzzwords, but uh, hybridity might be considered one. Uh, we also have this new feature in 6.7 called per VM EVC or per VM enhanced uh, vMotion compatibility. Uh, so if you're familiar with EVC, you know that it, uh, prior to 6.7, it was a per cluster construct in that if you wanted to enable it on one VM, you basically had to enable it for all the VMs in a given cluster. Uh, and to do that after the fact, it usually requires downtime because you got to power down the VMs. Um, and the reason that you would use EVC is because you want to move a VM or a workload from one cluster to another, and maybe the, the clusters have different hardware, maybe a newer uh, generation of Intel processors, uh, for instance. And so we can use EVC to do that. Well, now with per-VM EVC, we can enable it on a per-VM basis to minimize the impact uh, to everything else in the environment. And now we can, you know, grab that VM uh, with per VM EVC enabled and toss it up to VMware Cloud on AWS. Uh, you know, again, seamlessly without impacting, uh, you know, other workloads and without having to use other tools or, you know, a, a bunch of complexity, right? So uh, pretty powerful stuff. And, you know, that's just kind of the, the tip of the iceberg. But from, from my perspective, those are some of the... Uh, most important uh, new features. And I want to hey, take back. a second to, uh, by the way, welcome back, Eric. Uh, so I want to take a second to make sure that uh, we can, uh, you know, uh, tie this together a little bit, right? So um, I think Adam covered a, a bunch of detail in terms of specific areas we're focusing on. But um, the fundamental question that we're trying to answer uh, with vSpace 6.7, right? It's about uh, actually, you know, not one question, but four questions, right? So. Essentially, there's just a few different trends that we are addressing or trying to address with vSphere, not just with 6.7, but moving forward as well, right? So as a platform, uh, folks have been using vSphere and for a long time. But the question is, moving forward, how do we make sure 
that uh, you know the core bootstrap platform is not just relevant but uh, you know helping it and helping the the IV admin community to, to continue to to do new tasks that they are being uh, sort of say tasked with right? for example but growth happening uh, in terms of applications and the variety of applications applications and so the key thing is okay how does uh, uh, you know the platform not just the traditional you know business critical applications that are running on vSphere now also uh, these newer cloud native applications AI ML type intelligent workload and being able to provide support for that so some of the things that Adam was talking about, for example with supporting some of the Nvidia great GPU based workloads that essentially helps us with uh, some of that as well and uh, another thing is around persistent memory being able to use some of that hardware innovation coming out uh, from you know, some of our OEM partners like Dell and, and HPE uh, and there's work being done with Intel for example the idea there is you know to make sure that we continue to be that platform that universal application platform that Adam was talking about you know moving forward the other thing that Adam talked about was you know key capabilities around for example hybrid link mode for VM EVC etc and that essentially is all about the core hybrid cloud right and uh, just because of the position that vSphere has, I mean, think about this, right? Essentially, you know, the leading uh, private cloud platform or the on-premises platform, essentially. Uh, and if we enable the kind of capabilities that are really required for you to be able to run both your on-premises stuff as well as your uh, public cloud, so for example, VMware Cloud on AWS, right? Uh, things like uh, HLM or hybrid link mode and per VM EVC, they enable the that that uh, the concept of Having the um, you know broad comprehensive visibility across the entire environment, so it's not just about you know managing two two different components, but you're you're truly seeing your entire cloud environment, and it doesn't matter where a particular host or a particular cluster is actually residing, right? You're seeing you know, from an from an admin perspective, you're simply seeing your uh, VMware Cloud on AWS in, uh, instance as just another vCenter, uh, you know, or multiple vCenters uh, in your view. So your able, ability to manage, uh, to see, to manage for in terms of just life cycle overall, moving things around, workload uh, migration, etc. Uh, things like uh, you know, motions, etc. It's it's the whole idea is this becomes a true seamless hybrid cloud experience, right? And that's the big deal when it comes to vSphere. It's, it's very very difficult for any other platform to be able to kind of do that uh, and deliver that kind of experience that vSphere actually can, right? And that's essentially what we're delivered with 6.5, 6.7, uh, and continuing to add to that right, moving forward. You've already uh, uh, you know, seen multiple releases coming out from VMware Cloud and AWS. They're basically on a quarterly cadence, right? So uh, M4 uh, kind of came out recently as well. So the idea there is building facilities uh, around four. And then in future with other providers as well because the idea is you know the vSphere as a platform uh, gives you uh, you know I think there's like 4,500 VMware cloud provider program partners that offer vSphere as a core platform for from a public cloud perspective so that's just, that's basically makes it you know, pretty huge and then uh, security is another key piece actually and Adam was, was touched on that a little bit but um, with with vSphere 6.5 we actually brought in a bunch of key security capabilities and 6.7 enhances that right so things like uh, support for TPM 2.0 for your host and even uh, virtual TPM 2.0 now for uh, VMs themselves. The idea being to secure that core infrastructure uh, with the you know simplification of VM encryption 
with addition of cross recenter encrypted vMotion with 6.7. The idea is now your data is secure both at rest and in motion across your entire hybrid cloud environment. But these are the kind of capabilities that are day to day that you know that are becoming that actually carry a lot more uh, value over time as you start using the, the product as you have experience around how do I manage my applications and workloads and the the seamless support that the core platform provides uh, along with the uh, the security component is actually you know phenomenal when it comes to what we're delivering with uh, six All right, hey, this is Eric. I'm back again. I want to ask you a question before I lose signal completely yet again. Uh, Go ahead. What, one of the questions I had is on on uh, following platforms. Um, you know, some of the the stuff that we're implementing now. You know, it does do integration into Intel CPUs, CPUs, and the BIOS, and just that kind of like the the single reboot or the don't run through the BIOS. I'm wondering, like, how many how many generations back will uh, 6.7 work, and these features work on older motherboards, older BIOSes? Uh, how do I know if I'm running in a data center? Like what that frequency is, and and what do you guys plan? Like I always look at Microsoft, and and they're they're always building for like the latest CPU, and if you're more than one or two CPUs back, all of a sudden everything is not usable. What's you guys' plans on keeping older hardware active, and how many of these new features work on how many year old uh, platforms? So do you guys have a bit of a rule of thumb of of how you build and and solve for that? I can start on that, and then Adam can add more details. He, he's going to have a lot more authority on this. But the basic idea being that, uh, you know, for some of these capabilities, uh, you have to be, uh, you know, on certain hardware platforms that are not that super old. And so we definitely made some uh, updates with uh, 6.7 in terms of not being able to support uh, certain uh, older platforms themselves. But also from just a versioning perspective as well, some of these capabilities, you know, are being uh, backported as as far as back, back as uh, vSphere 6.5. Some, not all, but the key idea is that uh, we, you know, there are certain limitations from a platform perspective uh, to be able to, uh, you know, provide some of these capabilities uh, in older versions. So the key piece is, uh, you know, if uh, you're running an older uh, version of vSphere in your environment, uh, it's uh, you know, it's high time to be able to to get a kind of migrate or, uh, an upgrade to either 6.5 or 6.7, depending on uh, the use cases, and that's kind of what uh, you know <laughs> we were queuing up this whole uh, podcast about. But Adam, uh, any other details you want to add? Yeah, for sure. Um, th that was a really good characterization of of you know the the reality and the strategy. I mean, obviously, we want to um, try and uh, you know give customers flexibility and give them time to uh, migrate and upgrade because you know let, let's face it, right. Um, upgrades can be complex depending on what's going on in the environment. Uh, you know, and if we require new hardware every time that we have a new version come out, uh, that's going to be pretty uh, both uh, time and effort prohibitive, but cost prohibitive as well. Um, so, you know, from a just general vSphere perspective, we do want to make sure that our HCL is broad. Um, but on the flip side of that, uh, you know, these new technologies. Uh, you know, and software sometimes do require new technologies and hardware. Um, and you know, the fact of the matter is that uh, you know some of some of the new um, innovations, uh, some of the new technologies that we've developed, uh, you know, require some of those new uh, capabilities in the latest generations of CPUs. So there are going to be some things uh, like Quick Boot, uh, for example, that that isn't necessarily tied to the CPU, but 
it is certainly tied to the hardware uh, because we do require some hardware integration in order to make quick boot happen um, you know so there are are things that are going to be very specific from an HCL perspective uh, but we do you know we do want to allow customers who don't care about those features uh, to still be able to run vSphere on a broad set of hardware um, it's just you know the the, the reality yeah. is just that some of that stuff requires some help from the hardware side. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I guess that's what I'm looking for, and I think you answered my question, which is, you know, you're, you're going to continue to keep the core vSphere running on some number of machines. Maybe it's a three- or four-year machine cycle. I don't know what the data center generally keeps, you know, what different customers have from a cycle perspective. Sometimes I think it's three years. Sometimes I think it's five years, depending on the company. But it's nice to know that, you try to backport things, and you also have a, a plan of keeping Vitor running uh, without without necessarily utilizing the latest features that require that that hardware integration. So that's good. Second question I have is just on cycle of releases of vSphere. What is your cadence these days? Back when I started VMware, obviously it was like a year and a half for a new vSphere release. Where are we these days, and how's that playing out? What's the strategy there? So one thing I'll definitely say is that, uh, you know, uh, as you would have noticed with, for example, when 6.7 came out, right, we've, um, uh, we're trying to go away from the 18-month kind of release cadence. Having said that, um, you know, there's no no guarantees in terms of uh, a certain timeline. But uh, the reality of, uh, of it, and this is what I was alluding to earlier with the uh, comments about VMware Cloud on AWS, right, we need, uh, we are delivering to delivering a bunch of capabilities in the cloud, and we want to make sure that uh, you know, more and more of that is available uh, to the on-premises component uh, of vSphere as well. So what that means is that, you know, there will be more updates to vSphere, um, I, I would imagine, faster than the, you know, the traditional cadence. But again, there's no guarantee. I think part of it is want to make sure that, uh, you know, the, 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 the bits are, are baked in and stable and, and uh, you know, robust, and there's enough there uh, for, uh, you know, a new release to come up because it's a big deal for customers uh, upgrading from one version of vSphere to the other because it affects the entire environment and there's significant planning involved, unlike what you do in uh, you know in the public cloud with VMware Cloud on AWS because that's where vSphere, VMware is essentially managing all the patching and upgrading, right? So, um, and this is basically one of the reasons why we made sure that we enabled the, uh, you know, uh, cross-version support uh, with the hybrid link mode to make sure that, uh, you know, even if you have an older version of, uh, uh, you know, vSphere, uh, let's say 6.5 in this case, right, running on your on-premises, and uh, you've got 6.7 running with the VMware Cloud on AWS, that uh, you still can, uh, you know, manage it as if it was the same version. So it's uh, uh, it's basically making sure that there is no disruption or forced upgrade uh, for for customers, and they can enjoy that hybrid cloud, uh, you know, capability. All right, great. Thanks, thanks for those answers. I figured out why I'm probably dropping off every time the Chicago L goes by. It's a big aluminum train that goes whiz and by, I think it just takes out the cell service. So I'm putting some time between me and the L. Uh, other question that pops up, or at least we can move on to, is like application management. So vSphere, you know, we're starting to look at application management as well with containers and uh, everything there. Do we want to spend a little time on that? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, go ahead, and I don't know if you've already talked about this when I was when I was out walking, but uh, that's that's one of the one of the features in the list that I saw that you had in the blog, and I thought 
maybe we should just chat a little bit about higher level app management, right? Which is if you're running a, a bunch of vSphere things, we traditionally don't deal with apps, but you know, as we get into hybrid cloud and DevOps, this starts becoming a reality of where the admin is headed, right? Yeah, so I think this brings up an important conversation. You know, um, I, I'm definitely a big advocate of people always, you know, learning new skills and, and branching out and, you know, just, you know, increase your value within your organization or within the industry, right? Um, but, you know, the, the reality is, is that, uh, you know, a, a lot of us, and, you know, I came from the admin world, um, you know, I was, I was that hamster in the wheel just trying to spin so the lights stayed on, uh, you know, and, People have families and, and whatever and whatnot. We're, we're just all busy. And so capacity to expand and learn new skills is just always a challenge. Uh, so with that in mind, you know, we want to be able to bring, you know, this kind of application management, you know, to, to whatever it is. I'll, I'll even generalize it a little bit further. Um, it could be, you know, some of those new workloads that I mentioned, machine learning, AI, uh, that stuff. It could be containers. You know, you look at some of our new operate, uh, offerings around Kubernetes. Uh, you know, these are all things that we're, we're trying to bring into uh, the virtualization administrator's realm without having to make them go out and go learn complete new tools, right? Um, you know, you look at PKS or even uh, VIO or, or some of these other uh, products that we have, and uh, they're really geared to the, the vSphere administrators that um, need to manage these uh, maybe new types of workloads. Maybe they have a, a business demand to deploy them and, and leverage them in their business. Uh, but you know maybe they don't have a DevOps background or don't have any you know coding background whatsoever. Uh, you know these are these are sort of you know we're not handing it to them on a silver platter per se, but we are uh, enabling them and making it much easier for them to uh, you know hitch their wagons to those carts. Uh, or horses and, and start going down that path uh, without having to put in such a significant investment. Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense, actually. And, you know, it's kind of like the workload changes over time, you know, and so we, we as administrators, you know, change over time as well. But it, um, I, I look at it, they don't pay, they don't pay us anymore, right? But just, we just have to constantly learn new skill sets. And, and with vSphere offering these kind of solutions now, it just allows allows me to go, yeah, we can do that, and I can get – I don't have to completely switch technologies, and I can just go learn a little bit more, and the paradigm stays the same, and I can say, yes, we can we can manage some of that workload. So so that's, that's interesting. Um, as VMworld's coming up, um, maybe we could talk a little bit about what you guys got planned for VMworld. Um, I know obviously uh, 6.7 is out, so you're probably in training mode now. Uh, did any of you guys get any interesting sessions you want to talk about? Yeah, I'll, I'll go first, I guess, and then uh, you know you can you can run with it. Actually, Hamantu and I have a joint session uh, where we're going to talk about 6.7 uh, uh, and maybe you know that. I get the question all the time that, uh, hey, you know, now that you've announced vSphere 6.7, like what, what, why would I want to go to VMworld? Like, because, you know, usually a lot of people go to VMworld to, to hear and participate and be part of uh, these big announcements. And, you know, I can definitely tell you that there is going to be some pretty big announcements uh, at, at VMworld. So um, I would encourage you that uh, to those that are going, great. To those that are on the fence, 
you know, whatever I can do to, to push you over the edge, um, I will. But uh, as far as individual sessions go, I, I mentioned Hamantra and I's uh, 6-7 session. You know, Ahmad, Yunus, and I, you know, we're going to, uh, this, this may be our last year presenting together since, you know, I've kind of moved into this new role. Um, but uh, we're going to kind of do it for old time's sake. We're going to do our whiteboarding session around uh, vSphere SSO architecture. Um, I've also passed the torch on my SSL certificate session, so uh, you'll hear some other folks do that. Um, but we're, you know, we're really focused on vSphere, obviously, like you said, and I think that you know, there's going to be some great sessions uh, that have been around, you know, some of those perennial uh, sessions, and then there's, there's a lot of new stuff. So we're trying to keep it fresh and uh, fresh and interesting for everybody who uh, you know, puts in the, the financial uh, and time commitment to come out. Yeah, I mean, I'll just jump in and say that before we, we, we move on, um, that it, it's like you, you want to always get some new vSphere, but then you look at vSAN, you look at NSX and SXT, uh, all the container stuff, there's just plenty of, of, of content uh, to grow your skill base and come and get educated. But then you kind of want to also fill like 30% of your time on just keep, keeping up to speed with all the, the feature sets and security issues and everything that's going on with vSphere. So I appreciate you doing those sessions and uh, maybe maybe uh, I'll, I'll I'll let you continue. Are there other ones that that are happening? Yeah, Manchu, you want to talk about your sessions? Uh, sure. Yeah, I uh, and just to uh, uh, you know, folks listening, uh, you definitely do not want to miss this VMware, right? If you are um, you know, you've been following vSphere uh, and uh, you're a VI admin. Uh, you should uh, tune in. Uh, if you can attend, that would be perfect. But otherwise, just make sure that you tune in because we will definitely have some big news uh, for vSphere at VMworld. Of course, we cannot uh, you know, talk about any details at this point in time. Um, in terms of other sessions, there's, uh, you know, there's a, a few key, um, key things, right? So um, we always have this kind of one uh, uh, big kind of roundup session that uh, kicks off the overall virtualization infrastructure track. And, and uh, Mike Adams will be delivering that. It uh, should be, you know, uh, uh, I forget the, the, the session number, et cetera, but it's, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be the overall. And then uh, Adam mentioned the session that, uh, you know, him and I have. And of course, uh, we will talk about and we'll cover in detail uh, all the newness that we're going to announce uh, at VMworld as well. So um, make sure that you have that session uh, added to your content catalog uh, or to your, uh, you know, to, to your session list. Um, in terms of uh, some of the others, if you have, uh, you know some folks from your uh, team, like business decision makers or IT directors, and, and uh, you know C-level folks and VPs attending VMworld. Uh, there's a good session that uh, we're also doing. It's a quick talk. It's basically going to be on the Sunday, uh, the you know the day before the main kickoff, uh, essentially. Uh, I think that's when they have the quick talks, and we'll have that. Uh, I think it's called like um, uh, I'll be doing that session. It's called DRIT, um, and uh, that would be a good one to kind of uh, uh, you know get a sense of uh, what are some of the key points in terms of making a business case? Uh, what are the key business benefits uh, for uh, moving to some of the newer additions, uh, newer versions rather of uh, of vSphere? So uh, that's another one that uh, typically has been you know highly attended every year uh, and is geared towards that uh, business decision maker audience. Nice, nice. So uh, everybody's going to be busy. Um, uh, other other ones like HA and some of the ancillary ones that you know that you guys tie into. Um, any, have you heard of any other great sessions out there that might not be vSphere that you're interested in maybe checking out 
Uh, have you been through the content catalog yet? Does any of your peers reach out to you? Are there any ones that you go, ooh, uh, this isn't a vSphere one, but uh, this is something that I might be interested in just learning about? Yeah, you know, honestly, um, you know, I've been, my head has been stuck in the vSphere track. Uh, uh, but uh, I can tell you as we as we get closer and closer to the schedule builder launch, uh, which will be you know next month in July, uh, that's when we start getting together and sort of figuring out you know can we cross promote things. Um, I, I'm sure that uh, our colleagues and the other BUs are going to have some pretty pretty fun sessions. Uh, you know I know William Lamb uh, and Ahmad uh, they're doing joint session again. Uh, and I'm, I know that there's going to be some pretty interesting panel sessions uh, this year, so I would just look for those. Um, and you know, watch the watch the blogs on VMware.com uh, because we usually all uh, post you know our sort of recommend recommendations, uh, not only for our own sessions but for you know the community sessions because you know I, frankly that's that's a big part of this, and we want to make it uh, you know w we want those customers and those community members to have. As much as a spotlight as we do. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll take an maybe we'll take an action item this year to try to get rope everybody together and get a top session list, maybe the top 50 or so, and post them for community members that actually uh, are part of the community before schedule builder opens. Because generally, I see a lot of the hey, this is going to be a cool session uh, posted like a week after schedule builder, and you go there and it's full. So. I think we need an action item that we'll try to take on to see if we can get that list published before Schedule Builder hits on the, I think the 19th or whatever that day is. So Elsa, let's make a note. Let's see if we can uh, round these guys up, William, uh, Adam, and uh, and others, and, and see if we can get a top top 50 list published before Schedule Builder goes, so that people that are listening that aren't in the know, it'll at least have a shot of getting in some of these sessions. So it's kind of cool. That's a fantastic idea. In fact, uh, I would say one thing uh, as well, uh, Eric. So just to make sure that we uh, cross promote that list as well. So uh, folks uh, should watch also watch out in addition to the vSphere blog, the vSphere Twitter handle as well. Um, it's, I think it's at VMware vSphere, and we'll make sure that we uh, you know share that uh, information and that list from Eric uh, out from there as well. All right. One last thing that I always do: what keeps you up at night? Uh, let, let's let's hear from each of you. What keeps you up tonight? What do you, what are you worried about? What what keeps you up? I'll tell you what, what uh, you know keeps me up, and, and Adam can chime in. Uh, it's probably going to be related, but uh, uh, you know the big news that we're talking about that's coming out at VMworld. Uh, yeah, that's basically what uh, is occupies all uh, 27 hours of my uh, every day. Okay, so um, it's uh, it's trying to find three extra hours in a 24-hour day, uh, and uh, that basically means that there's a whole bunch of interesting things happening. Uh, it's exciting. It's, uh, it's taxing as well, but it's very really exciting. We've got some fantastic stuff coming up. At VMworld, so uh, we're making sure that uh, you know uh, we're you know dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's and making sure that we we're able to uh, you know have uh, all sorts of details for folks because not just beyond the announcement, but being able to uh, have conversations with uh, folks who are actually at the uh, event at VMworld and then uh, you know otherwise as well. All right, I, I didn't plan that teaser, so if you listen to that, I did not know he was going to say that, but sounds like uh, <laughs> that's keeping you up, so it must be a pretty good announcement. Uh, Adam, what do you what what's, what what do you worry about? Yeah, I got a few things. Definitely, you know, the sa same thing with Manchu, and just in general, uh, in, in my new role, I've been um, you know involved in VMworld planning and, and some things behind the scenes. So, uh, just you know, 
the the whole show has been um, you know something that that has been uh, interesting to be part of. Uh, but the other thing, you know, you know, I've got this team now that uh, is really just in charge of uh, helping customers and and our channel partners with vSphere upgrades. Uh, and so, you know, as we are getting closer and closer to uh, end of general support for 5.5, uh, you know, we're we're really working hard to provide that enablement. And, you know, the, the thing that really keeps me up at night is, you know, just are we moving the needle enough and, you know, are we doing enough uh, to, to help these people um, and, and organizations uh, get, get off uh, onto a better path? Uh, that's, a, that's a great one. So if you listen to this and you're still on 5.5, do Adam a favor, help him sleep at night, you know, do the work you need to, to start that upgrade and uh, get everybody comfortable with that. Because so, I can imagine that uh, as, as, as time goes, do they do extensions on that? Like, let's say you don't make it. What happens to you if you're still sitting on 5.5? You just go out of support? Yeah, the, you know, there is one option, um, and uh, it's a paid-for option. It's available for up to two years after uh, end of general support. Uh, there's a lot of zeros at the end of the number uh, for the cost, uh, but it is an option. Uh, I don't, I don't know right. how yeah. many yeah. people yeah. we uh, yeah. we have that take that option every year or, sure. or have taken that option in the past, but it's pretty I, expensive. I can't see I, very many doing it. Yeah, I've had to do that once in a while on some of the software packages we run from vendors, where you just get in a bind where you have to make some hard choices and you just can't get it all done. Uh, but you don't want to be there, so do your planning. And uh, let Adam sleep at night. Um, so great. So, so Adam, you're on uh, Twitter. So uh, I think I put that in the invite on TalkShoe, But why don't you just do a shout out to Twitter? Uh, and same thing, Machu. Machu will let you do that. Adam, what's yours? Uh, so on Twitter, you can find me at x79. That's e c k seven nine. Great, great. All right. Thanks for doing that. Um, all right. Wonderful. Got anything else? Uh, wrapping up, got to do a, uh, got to do a barbecue report, and uh, uh, we have to get uh, Himanshan. Do you have a? T are you on Twitter? Yeah, so folks can find me at uh, Himanshu KS uh, on Twitter, and also uh, watch out for the at VMware vSphere handle. Of course, at at VMware vSphere. Uh, who wants to talk barbecue at the top of the hour here? It's one o'clock. Thanks a lot, Adam. Thanks a lot, Machin. Thanks for uh, bearing with me on my, my flaky phone in Chicago. But I think it was worth it. And we're going to do a couple more uh, sessions on vSphere coming up to VMworld. And I can't wait to hear what the announcement actually is uh, because I actually am not in the loop this year on knowing what we're going to announce. So it should be fun. I'm excited about that. Uh, so thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yep, that's awesome. Uh, barbecue. Who has any interesting barbecue? We finished up with some barbecue. It's lunchtime. Um, Kurt, I'm, Kurt, I'm Kurt said, said uh, close to barbecue, but really just grilling fajitas at Papacitos. So he he had to leave early, but that was his report. That was his report. I'm in Chicago. Supposedly they do pork really well here, so we're gonna oh. go get some uh, some bar bar barbecue pork later. And uh, and then uh, they do have barbecue pizza here, you know, deep, deep dish pizza, and there is barbecue. So uh, I don't think I'm going to get that because we're going to go for the pork. But I was just thinking about that, Eric. You should put yeah. the pork on the pizza. Ooh, yeah, there you go. Barbecue pork on the pizza. 
Yep. Yeah, that would be good. I'd like that. Um, thanks a lot, Elsa, for being in the studio. Thanks to Julia for uh, live casting on Facebook, as always. Thanks for uh, Alexander for coming being in the room. Uh, I appreciate everybody's hard work. And uh, we will be back. No, it's July 4th holiday next Wednesday. So I think we will miss July 4th holiday. We'll be back a week after that with more Vsphere. Thanks a lot. Elsa, you can hit the big red stop button if you can. Will do. End or terminate? (laughs) End Uh, end recording. Excellent. Bye.